You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Presented to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, you know what I was thinking today? Last night's show aged very well. It really did age very well. Our whole conversation about the NFL not wanting to pay running backs, about how the decision to not extend Cowboys running back Tony Pollard was pretty unsurprising, and what the future held for many of these guys aged very well because on Monday Saquon Barkley was not extended at the deadline with the New York Giants. Josh Jacobs for many a top three running back in the NFL was not extended at the deadline. He will play under the franchise tag as well and expectations didn't change with Tony Pollard at all. He was also not extended at the deadline. Those are three star running backs and as we said last night Three of the top 10 running backs in the eyes of the decision makers because they ranked these guys on an ESPN article on a poll anonymously. Pollard was in the top 10. Jacobs was in the top five. Saquon was in the top five. None of them were extended. And this isn't a matter of whether or not they're good enough. It's just an economic matter, a financial matter. But the stakes feel like they are much higher now because NFL players chimed in following the controversial news. And we had some strong reactions across the world of the NFL. And I'm going to start the show by reading one tweet from Matt Miller, who is a draft analyst for ESPN and honestly has been one of the faces of NFL draft coverage for years now. Matt Miller tweeted, been saying it for years, number one, draft a running back, number two, play the running back, and then if he happens to be good, number three, franchise tag the running back one time, all caps, one time, and then, drum rolls, number one, draft a running back. In other words, rinse and repeat. And I got to tell you, it seems like this is the direction that general managers are planning on this uh, going over the next few years. Now, this is not necessarily a new conversation. The running back market has been in decline since 2020, 2021, maybe. 
2019 was the Ezekiel Elliott extension. And then we've seen that market go down pretty much ever since. So it's not a new conversation. However, this is the first time when we've seen such a climax in the market because you had three players, franchise tag, three players that decision makers consider top 10 in the league, and none of them, not a single one, got a deal. And that resulted in the following. These are great, these are, these are quote tweets from, and we're going to circle back to the Matt Miller tweet in a little while. Because uh, Jeff Darlington also quoted a general manager as essentially saying the same. But this is the reactions from many of the star running backs around the NFL. Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans tweeted, at this point, just take the running back position out of the game then. The ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all to an organization just seems like it don't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. That's, that was Derrick Henry. Here comes Jonathan Taylor, who is also on a contract year, even though he is not franchise tagged. He tweeted, one, if you're good enough, they will find you. Number two, if you work hard enough, you will succeed. And then if you succeed, number three, you boost the organization. And then it doesn't matter. You are a running back. That's from Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. Austin Eckler from the Chargers also ranked in the top 10. Taylor was too, by the way. Eckler tweeted, this is the kind of trash and again, this is a quote tweet from Matt Miller's post. This is the kind of trash that has artificially devalued one of the most important positions in the game. Everyone knows it's tough to win without a top running back. And yet they act like we are discardable widgets. I support, I support, support any running back doing whatever it takes to get these back. And then finally, McCaffrey tweeted, this is criminal. Three of the pl best players in the league, referring to Jacobs, Barkley, and Pollard. And the G. Harris tweeted, I agree with my running back brothers around the NFL. History will show that you need running backs to win. We set the tone every game and run through walls for our team and lead in many ways. This notion that we deserve less is a joke. Strong reactions from around the NFL. Last night we talked about this in length, but we got to see... Well, last night, the conversation in NFL media at a national scale was all about DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Titans. Today was all about the running back market. So I was pretty proud of last night's show because it felt like we were ahead of the curve there. <laughs> and we, we kind of got some of the topics out of the way last night. But man, before, before I move on, because I have so many thoughts, I just want to say hi in the chat. But also, I want to open up with the first question of the show and I want to ask you ladies and gentlemen if you're watching on Facebook and or YouTube do you agree or disagree with Matt Miller here is this the way to go draft a running back play the running back franchise him if he's good and then draft another running back do you agree or disagree let me know in the chat and let me say hi in the meantime we've got Charlene Evans we've got Toxic Tom Danny Savage, who says that Sky was bashing Alarcon. <laughs> I, I, I watched a portion of the show, but I was very busy with the Hopkins stuff earlier today. So I'm going to have to catch up on that and see what Sky said about my guy. 
Alarcón, 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 says Danny. Oh, man. Did he really bash him or did he just say that he has a, he's a long shot to make the roster? Because if he said that, man, I, I, I agree. You know that. I will fight Sky if you, if you want me to fight Sky, though. I'm just kidding. We need to do a crossover show, by the way. We haven't done one of those in a while. Let's see what you guys have to say. Danny says yes on... I don't know if that's on the Alarcon thing or in the agree or disagree thing. I think it's on the latter. Mitesh says, yep, that makes sense. Toxic Tom says, yes, 100%. It is a business. Welcome to supply and demand. Double R says, if you don't have a good running back, the secondary going to the secondary going to go off on your passing game. Joey, Joey Bella says, agree. Danny says that he's joking. Sounds about right. Agrees is Katharina. Charlene also agrees. Let's see what you guys have to say. Kata says, yes, you have. You see how Seek settles back. Not saying that he wasn't good, but the money was way too much. This is from Kata Love over at Facebook. And yeah, this is exactly it, man. This is exactly it. Because again, and this was one of the main takeaways from last night. This is not a conversation about whether or not Pollard deserves to be one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL. This goes beyond the Cowboys. This goes beyond Barkley, Jacobs, Allard. This is about the running back position as a whole and how teams have figured out, hey, if we don't pay these guys, we're not going to regret it. And we were talking about it on an ADC Sports chat actually earlier today. And somebody said, oh, Derrick Henry is not interchangeable. And I agree, man. If you move on from Derrick Henry, you're not getting another one. You're not. Hey, that's Derrick freaking Henry. That is not the point right now, in my opinion. It's more about if the Titans maybe. I mean, and the Titans are a weird example because they don't really have this established franchise quarterback right now. But assuming that they did, if they moved on from Derrick Henry, it would be like, hey, you know what? We're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. If the Cowboys lose Tony Pollard next year, they're likely going to be okay. Will they miss him? Sure. Is this to say that they will have another Tony Pollard waiting in line? Heck no. Because Pollard has been pretty good. Again, top 10 running back in the league, according to the NFL decision makers. But it's not like you're going to miss out on Dak Prescott, on C.D. Lamb, on Micah. Those guys are going to be your priority next offseason. And they are your priority this offseason. So it's like I, I get the responses from running backs because, number one, they're speaking from the heart. I mean, they are running backs. They are talking about their living and they're talking about what they do and how they deserve it as players. But from a much more objective point of view, and you look at the numbers and you look at what the conversation is and you understand why teams are optimizing the way that they build NFL teams. This Monday felt very important. This Monday really felt very important, right? And football fever show says, look at the records without those guys. Giants are nine and 13 without Barkley. I am scared to see what happens with the Raiders. Now, yeah, they are 9-13 and 13 without Barkley. But if they had Saquon Barkley for a full... I mean, like, if you had Saquon Barkley for all of those years, you really... Is that really the difference? 
or was in 2022 the difference, the fact that Brian Dable got in town and he started doing things differently in many aspects and Daniel Jones had his best year yet. And I'm not even saying that Daniel Jones is the next big thing or anything like that. I just think that the Giants were not 9-13 without Barkley just because they didn't have Saquon Barkley. Barkley will pull a hammy and miss half of the season, collect 10 million, says Danny Savage. And, you know, Barkley, although I feel bad for all of these running backs because it's a situation that really sucks, I don't really feel as bad for Barkley. And this is not anything against him. I'm just saying that guy got paid already. Like, he was a second overall. No, he was a, he, he was a very high draft pick. Was he the second overall pick? In his NFL draft. But Barkley was. I mean he already got the bag. What about Josh Jacobs? What about Tony Pollard? Those are the guys that you go. Oh man that's rough. And even with Pollard. It's like okay. We have not seen him be the number one guy for a full year. But with Jacobs. Jacobs is probably the one that hurts the most. From the outside looking in. That like you look at his situation. It, it does suck. I'm not saying that it doesn't. But I'm not saying that NFL teams are wrong here either. I think that Matt Miller is right in what he's saying. I think that it's easy to agree with him. This might be the best way to go about building NFL teams. Because it's more about opportunity cost to me than it is about anything else. It is about, number one, using money at other positions that are harder to replace. And when I say that, it's not, again... It's not to say that, oh, the Cowboys would be okay if they didn't have Tony Pollard because they would have Tony Pollard 2.0 waiting in the bench. I'm not saying that or I'm not saying that about Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs or Barkley or any of those guys. But like we said last night, they are more replaceable than players at other positions. And you'll see that in stats like wins above replacement and other metrics like EPA per play, etc., your average running back is likely to be closer to an elite running back than if you were talking about wide receivers or safeties or cornerbacks or other positions. It does suck. I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm not saying that it does. Now, I will also add that Matt Miller is not alone in that thought that he shared about drafting the running back and playing the running back. I want to read to you this quote from Jeff Darlington from a general manager, by the way. Jeff Darlington tweeted out, and I don't have the picture, but I will read it to you. Jeff Darlington tweeted out, brutal as it might be, here's what one GM told me about his current take on running backs. Begin quote, I don't think this trend of the diminishing contracts for the position is going to end anytime soon. I would rather draft one high and let him walk after five years, then pay him big money. Now, that is one GM. I'm also not entirely sure that every GM is going to be open to drafting them high in the first place. Because with those top picks, you could also get a player at another more valuable position and wait until the back end of the NFL draft or the middle of the draft even to find you a running back. Now, 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 I will add 
something else here that got pretty interesting today in the Twitter space and and the NFL media space. Some people were tossing out the idea, and it was a similar idea. Shout out to the person who commented this last night. Sorry, I'm forgetting who it was, but somebody said what NFL players need to be worried about is to lower the years that they need to be on a team, the number of seasons that they need to accrue before they can become free agents. Somebody said that, which is currently four years for draft picks. That was a comment, actually. It should be less than four years for a rookie. Somebody said that. If, if you're in the chat, let me know who it was. Uh, remind me of who it was. And we discussed that idea. We discussed how it would be tough to implement, especially because it might end up working against the players because if teams do not want to keep running backs for over five years and if they're cashing in by year three, would it mean maybe a higher turnover for those running backs, etc.? However, it did get interesting because some people suggested that the NFL should adjust the rules to running backs specifically. So basically the idea was let's have running backs have different rules for their respective contracts. I think that's way too complicated to implement. I think that would set such a dangerous precedent as well. And I don't see it happening at all. But it does serve to paint a picture as to how loud was the message of the NFL today. Let me know in the chat, what do you think about that? Do you think that what we saw today is a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Let me know in the chat. And then we'll get into why all of this controversial news also raises the stakes for the Cowboys running backs themselves entering the 2023 NFL season. But before we get to that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because as always, they are the ones who make this show possible. You can check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at FreemanMazda.net. You can also check them out over at their dealership in Irving, Texas. But if you go into the site, you can see the pictures of every vehicle inside and outside. You can actually see the features of every car as well. You can get a free quote and you can get a glimpse of everything that Freeman Mazda can do for you. Now, as we do around this time here on the show, we need to get into the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week, which is the new 2024 Mazda CX-90 3.3 Turbo Preferred Plus All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $48,020. It's got all-wheel drive, keyless entry, third-row seating, a sunroof and moonroof, and a rear air conditioning. Now, you can check that out over at FreemanMazda.net. Make sure that you do when you get the chance. Let's see here. Let's see what you guys have to say. Big deal, small deal, or no deal. Toxic Tom says, if I am a running back, I try to bypass college and not take three hits. <laughs> small deals is toxic. The writing has been on the wall for decades. It's only a big deal to the ones who refuse to accept it. 
Danny Savage says, so you get punished for drafting great like me. How can you keep team? Small deal to Katharina. Let's see here. Uh, big deal for Bruce. Guru says, not a big deal now. Tag year is test trial time. Contract year. Didn't Dak play off a franchise tag at one point? Yes, he did. Gilbert says, big deal. Mel Kuyper has been saying for a very long time to not even draft a running back with the top 10 pick. And Charlie Nevin says, who was last star running back to win a Super Bowl? Beast mode. And yes, it was beast mode, probably. I'm trying to think of anybody else, uh, but I cannot think of somebody. I'm going to say beast mode as well. And even that team, like it was one of the best defenses that we've seen in recent memory too, right? Like th those 2013 Seahawks were on another level. I have not caught up to the Deuce Vaughn news, apparently. Danny Savage is saying that the Cowboys are trying to stash Deuce Vaughn in IR. Was this on Twitter? I'm going to open up Brian Broad's Twitter account very quickly because Danny Savage is saying that this is Broad's. I had not seen about, I had not seen anything about that. This is news to me. We'll see if I can find that later today. But we were going to talk about Deuce Vaughn actually today because I think that this news really sets the table for a very, very interesting 23 NFL season for the Cowboys. I'm not talking about training camp. I'm not talking about, okay, Danny. Danny says that he said it in the Dallas show, but not on Twitter. All right. We'll try to catch up on that later today. But I'm not talking about training camp, and I'm not talking about the preseason or anything like that. I think there's going to be, honestly, a battle for the starting running back job in 2024 right now. And I say that because judging by the way that the running back market looks like right now, I'm not sure that Tony Pollard plays beyond 2023 with the Cowboys. I cannot be sure because we cannot be sure of what Pollard is going to be seeking. Will he go on a quest for a big-time deal with many of these other running backs that are complaining on Twitter? And rightfully so, I don't even... I mean, understandably is a word. Not rightfully. Understandably so. I'm not trying to hate them for taking to Twitter to express how they feel when they've done all they can. That's the part that sucks. It's not even about the money because, I mean, they're still getting paid a lot of millions of dollars to play football and everything. But it's frustrating to be in a position in which you are out here doing your damn best, doing everything that you can control and still not being able to raise the value of your position like pretty much every other position is doing every single year in the NFL. It has to suck. It has to suck. So I understand it for sure. But if that's what Pollard wants, if Pollard wants to go all the way to seek a big-time deal, I'm not sure that the Cowboys are going to provide it. Not after learning their lesson with Ezekiel Elliott. And heck, it's not even like the Ezekiel Elliott situation because... When Seek got signed, he had two full—I uh, mean, two full seasons under his belt, two 
seasons and a little bit more from 2017 when, when he was suspended. Because he got signed in 2019. Pollard is entering his fifth year in the NFL. So he's going to have five seasons under his belt by the time it is 2024 and the Cowboys and him are negotiating again. It's not going to be the same situation. Not to mention that the Cowboys maybe realize that he's not entirely healthy, and, and we don't know about that. We're just obviously expecting him to be healthy, but we, we won't know until we actually see him in the season with the ankle and everything. That injury is going to be brought up in the negotiations. You know that. But all I'm saying is, with the way that the NFL running back market is going downwards right now, I'm not sure that the Cowboys are going to be looking to extend him next year. Not when you have to sign Trevon Diggs too and C.D. Lamb, and you got to start thinking about Micah Parsons' deal. And if you have not extended Dak Prescott by then, you also need to take care of Dak Prescott's deal. And this summer, by the way, we're going to be in the lookout for all of those contracts. So Malik Davis, Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn, if he is not stashed, that somebody said that Brian Broda said, which I don't know, that would be a surprise to me. But all of those guys are going to be on a mission to really prove to the Cowboys, hey, it can be me next year. It can be me. Lance Bell says Malik Davis is flying under the radar. Will suddenly blow up. Guru says Garrett bulked up. And beat up Seek. That's what the clients seek, not his contract, says Guru. Danny says Malik runs hard. He can play in my eyes. And man, Malik Davis did some damage. He really did in preseason last year. And then Rika Dowdle was also doing a very good job, but he got hurt. So I'm not even I'm not even dismissing Rika Dowdle from this conversation. Rojo is different because he's a veteran. I personally do not see Rojo winning one of these running back battles, but we'll see. I mean, if Deuce Vaughn is a IR candidate, I guess that he could be in the conversation again. Rojo could, but I mean, they're very different backs as well. So tough to figure that one out. I got to go listen to that Deuce Vaughn thing that you guys mentioned in the chat because I don't know what to make of it. I need to hear it by myself. I, I need to hear it for myself. Toxic says, Mo, I just don't understand why running backs are upset. It's not like this came out of nowhere and grounded with data. Well, listen, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get what you're trying to say, Toxic. But here's one thing you might not be considering. They're players, man. They're out there doing their thing. They are playing. They're not looking at runningbacksdon'tmatter.com at 10 p.m., or 6 a.m. like we are, they're not having daily conversations about these stats and everything. They're not. Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler and Tony Pollard, they are learning their playbooks. They are learning the new place. They are going out to the field and practicing. Because it's their job. So I, I really do get why they are upset. And I really think that the situation that they are in sucks. And I just think of it from my point of view, right? I just think of it from my point of view. 
I love my job. I really do. I get to cover the NFL every single day in several ways. Like I write about the NFL. I not only cover the Cowboys, but I get to cover other NFL teams and other big time news like the Hopkins stuff. I get to talk to you every night and I try to do my best possible. I mean, I try to do my best, period, right? And if all of a sudden I get into this situation in which everybody else in the company is starting to get paid more and more and more and more and more, but not me, just because I'm a primetime host, it would, it would feel bad, man. It, it would feel bad if suddenly you don't have any room for growth, even though you're doing everything that you need to be doing the right way. It sucks. I get why they're not happy. I get why they're not happy. I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying I get why they're not happy. It's a bad situation to be in. Let's see what you guys have to say. Uh, oh, Charlie Nevins, thank you. She uh, says, Mo and Sky are the best. Thank you, thank you. Betsy says, Deuce is a special teams guy, not practice. I feel like we have a really good running back room. This is Betsy. Let's see what you guys have to say here. Guru says, most of those running backs, those NFL coaches just beat up, beat them to death. And yeah, but I think it's also a matter of, like Pollard has not been beaten to death and he's still not getting paid. I, I just think it's about spending and cap space and wanting to use resources elsewhere. And if you know that houses values are like, I mean, not talking about the current economy or anything like that, but if you know prices are going down for the house that you want to buy, why would you buy it today, right? Why, won't, why wouldn't you wait until next year? And running back markets are, running back values are declining. We mentioned the franchise tag numbers last year, uh, last night, excuse me. We mentioned that in 2015, the franchise tag for running backs was higher than it is in 2023. Even though the salary cap has gone, what was the salary cap in 2015? Let's, let's do it. Let's look for it. Let's, let's look that up. 2015 NFL salary cap. Back then, the value for your franchise tag for a running back was $10.5 million. Bruh. <laughs> in 2015, the salary cap was $143 million. Let's round that up. $143 million. For 2023, it is $225 million. And yet, <laughs> that is so crazy. That's an $82 million difference between 2015 and 2023. And the franchise tag for running backs has gone down $400,000, more, more or less. That is crazy. That is insane, actually. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. I know that we had back-to-back -back conversations about the running backs and about Tony Pollard and everything. Jerry says, no way that they can franchise Pollard twice. 
What would it be next year? It would be around $12.2 million. It would be exactly, I'm, I'm going to try to get you that answer before I leave. Yeah, 12.1 million. Yeah, basically $12.2 million, Jerry. That's what it would take to extend, uh, to franchise tag Pollard next year because that, that would be 20% more than he is franchise tag right now. And that would make Pollard and the rest of these guys, these running backs, the sixth highest paid running back in the NFL if you're going in by value per year. I'm going to tweet those numbers that we just mentioned. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man, Danny's talking about 2008. Danny's talking about 2008 in the comments. I'm just saying on Thursday... I get my hands on the big short, the book, because I, I love the movie. I watched it a thousand times. I just watched it recently because it's my comfort movie. And if you guys know what has happened recently, I you guys knew that I needed a comfort movie. And it's a weird comfort movie to have, but I really like it. And, and now I'm going to read the book. But anyways, just a random comment for you before we go out of here. Katharina says, awesome show. Thank you. Thank you to Charlene. Thank you to everyone who tuned into the show. I will see you tomorrow night. Prime time, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Do me a favor and hit the like button, hit the thumbs up for me, because that will help me put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. See you el día de mañana. Muchísimas gracias. Bye-bye.